0: From Yoga and Ayurveda Living, I am Kelly Marie Mills. This is The Dosha Life, a podcast for wellness seekers, curators of happiness, and lovers of healthy living. This podcast is for people interested in tools, remedies, and ancient wisdom coming from Yoga and Ayurveda. Welcome to my happy place. This is series six. You're on Ayurveda and yoga with our besties, the subtle doshas. Of course, it's a sort of wannabe thing. Most of us want to be our best. And so we try and grow and evolve with the best parts of us leading us into the right direction, we hope. But being more human a lot of the time than anything else, it means there are many decisions to make on our path of choices. And it also means our doshas help to make our decisions. So if they are out of balance, our decisions could be a little bit off-kilter too. The subtle doshas are like the angels of our mind, and they can be developed from choices we make every day. The more discernment we have, the more we enhance our internal wisdom and body intelligence. We all really want this to happen. (laughs) I certainly do. And our subtle doshas, they're the ones in the field of our mind. The activity of our mind can tell us so much about which of these subtle doshas is giving us direction at any time. So these subtle doshas, they live with and deal with the gunas, sattva, tamas, and rajas. And if you're like me, then you may have had a few experiences in your life where you wake up and wonder, how on earth did I get here? I mean, like, what a wild, wild ride it has been. So if you ever meet this juncture in your life, my recommendation to you, try not to be so hard on yourself. Some of us get given stuff by others, and sometimes it's something that we may have done that perhaps has taken us on a road that may feel unpleasant or unforgiving. And I'm taking a big leap thinking that perhaps sometimes we are given things that may seem like a gift horse, but actually in the end, turn out to be much harder work than we ever imagined. So it is to see it in all its truth, whatever decisions we have made, and we do the very best with what we are given. What I do feel is that from an Ayurveda and yoga perspective, to try and remember that when we start to inquire into our life, it can really help develop compassion and kindness for our own lives, for our own decisions, and for the choices that we have to work out. What is the best thing to do? The subtle forms of the doshas have different names than their material doshas. The subtle doshas are the very essence of vata, pitta, kapha. They are more like the brain function, and we covered all of those over the last few weeks of this series. The subtle doshas, however, have the same makeup as our sub but in an unseen, intangible way. Like all of our senses, they are not completely tangible. We know they exist because of the experience of them. Smell, we can smell. Touch, we can feel. And it could be we could feel the air, rather than actually touching it with our hand. Sight, hearing, taste, although we can taste the beautiful apple, It's actually very subtle, isn't it? So each of these subtle doshas is a combination of the five elements, just as the material doshas. The subtle form of vata is known as prana. But the word prana gets flung around a lot in Ayurveda. And I just want to differentiate between the two. The form of prana I am speaking about is strongly linked with our material body rather than connected to the life force. Prana is the life force, the essence of life itself. It is the precursor to all movement in life. You could consider it the divine essence. And it's quite different than to prana itself of the mind. This is the opening and the flowering of the mind. This is the energy coming from the life force and moving in to our specific mind-body type. So our subtle vata dosha is called prana and it works and moves through the body through the sub-doshas that we covered on episode two of this series and it has to do with all of the ways that our breath can actually initiate clarity, discernment and compassion. The subtle form of pitta is tejas and that actually relates more to heat And it works through the pitta brain, sadhaka pitta, giving us our perception. The subtle form of kapha is ojas, and if anyone is familiar with ojas, it's very much to do with our immunity, our health, our steadfastness. And this works through the mind of tarpaka kapha, the cohesive mind, the mind of love and calm. All the subtle doshas have a designated headquarters and they must work through these to get anything done. So it's like a washing machine sitting out at a beach or a park. It won't benefit anyone and it will just remind everyone that if it was actually in the right place, it would be very useful. So the washing machine should be in a laundrette or in a kitchen or a utility room to operate for best benefit for everyone. And the subtle doshas are the same. The subtle doshas are the same. They need to be in their home, their stability and their support systems around them to help everything work to optimum levels and help give us a better chance to make better decisions. But the best part is the remedy for our imbalances. They're really quite sweet. We work every day to enhance and increase the power of our subtle doshas so that they can become more dominant in our decision making. When they become more dominant, then we find our life situations become less problematic, our relationships are enhanced and become a support for us, or our relationships fade away and break and are no longer a part of our field of vision. So we are releasing ourselves from karmas of perhaps maybe a friendship that no longer supports our life vision now. And it's okay to let go of people too that often you're offering them space too to grow and to change and to morph so that we all begin to grow in our own fashion and often you could end up coming back together and often letting go again. This is ebb and flow of life. There is a modern phrase that comes to mind when I think of the subtle doshas and it's, it's that one about it's only mind over matter. It could be a good go-to model except that in some ways, as though it, as, although it's nice and catchy, it is simplistic and it doesn't allow for human nature. But then many of the people we will meet in our lives do not allow for their own human nature, never mind someone else's. So it's to really watch how we speak to ourselves and the words we use, and to remember that we are trying to move through life smoothly, without sharpness, without force but living in our own natural rhythm. While I give you the subtle doshas, just focus for a few moments to the things that you would like to connect to a little bit more and continually remind yourself over the next week or two that you would like to increase this specific attribute and find ways in which to do that. I do give some ideas. So prana is the vitality of our mind, this subtle dosha. And if you think of vitality, it's a brightening aspect. This gives us our mental adaptability, our communication skills, and coordination of ideas. But also from prana, we receive a vast ability to comprehend. Remember that air and space, it's huge, it's opening, it's embracing, and that's why vitality is like one of the first words for it. When we look a little deeper at what prana gives us, and where our vata behaviours come from. Enthusiasm, creativity in abundance and a lot of strength too. Think of the wind when it's really really strong. Prana has a lot to do with our inner growth and our evolution, our will to live, survive and recover from illness. And these words, to me, bring a real need to remember the breath better moving my lower belly as often as possible when I can, when I'm breathing, so that I can help prana, help the vayus, help those sub-doshas, sustain some physical balance. And it's a reciprocal effect. As we return back to the physical health, the mind helps to awaken as well. Remember that the sub-doshas and subtle doshas, they need support from vata as often as possible. And vata being air and space, and also prana, that we need to do it as often as possible, engage with our breath. And pitta, yeah. Tejas is the subtle dosha for pitta. This is our crystal clear mind. And we find it here. I'm not really sure I've ever had a clear crystal clear mind, but razor-sharp intelligence, power of reasoning, a deep sense of zeal, self-discipline, and perception. Can you feel all those words? They're just so rich and inviting. They're colorful. We find here with our subtle pitta-dosha, our boldness, our courage, our fearless intent, sort of like the, the, the lion, just beautiful. When I think of Tejas, I think of supporting Tejas best by laying down and stabilizing, knees bent, and moving very, very slowly and kindly into supine, simple twists, appreciating the perception that fire can bring to all of our minds. And Kapha is our Ojas. Ojas is the subtle dosha of Kapha, and it's known mostly for our immunity. But also it is our basic mental and psychological stability. So it's pretty powerful. And if you think of that heaviness of stability, the strength of it, it gives us our mental strength to carry on and endure, to find contentment, our patience and good memory, and stability of mind once again, concentration and focus. And all of these you will find in a tree pose. Most balances will help with the subtle doshas. Most balancing postures bring forth all of these attributes, and there's so many between all three of them. The strength to remain for ojas is one of its big ones, to be here. And always finding that sense of inner strength and the ability to overcome destabilizing forces Not by moving and running away, but by remaining still, finding the calm and the contentment within, that as much as there is a whirlwind running around me, that I have the ability to remain and stay. One of the things that yoga can most do for our subtle doshas is to counteract any little bit of madness going on in our life. Sun salutes can really help, but I do think that they should be done slowly and methodically with a clear breathing practice. Nothing too strong when we have a lot of activity in our life. And right now I think that there's a lot of upset moving around. So I would suggest that you have at least two breaths in every posture of the sun salute to slow you down rather than going into all the doing and overdoing. Remember that overthinking in anything we're doing, but since I'm a yoga teacher, of course it's all about yoga, but that we try not to think in the postures, but to focus in the postures, to find a focal point. And so a yoga practice can be diminished in its balancing effects if we are overthinking within it. What you find and what most of us know is that overthinking is draining to all the sub-doshas, but all of the doshas, the sub-doshas and subtle doshas, because they are fruitless thoughts. There is no purpose to overthinking except for the personality mind expressing its own continuous dissatisfaction over and over. And dissatisfaction, why can't I say that word, dissatisfaction, can come across in many, many ways. It might be that we're just having a conversation, but suddenly we realize we're not happy about it. You know, that I wanted the cake pink instead of white, that I wanted more raisins in a scone, that the coffee was too hot, all dissatisfaction. So watch what you're saying to yourself in these thinking processes, these conversations, these DMCs with ourselves. So a great way to help with our overthinking is mantra or mantram, and you can easily bring that in. Om, over and over and over again, is extremely healing and really releases us from old patterns. Remember that most of what we think, 80% of what we think, is what we have thought for almost and over a year, the same repetitive thoughts. And mantra work can really help with this to release us from this burden, almost like a little bit of a cage. The sound of OM, even as you repeat it, if you're going to do it outwardly, it enhances your breath too. But you can do it inwardly and it's effective in the mind. You can do it outwardly and it's effective in breath and mind. Silently it does have more effect. In the subtle doshas, physically it has effect throughout the whole body. And then for Tejas, for the pitta subdosha, actually for both Tejas and Ojas, we're really looking at breathing practices to focus, but breathing practices to slow things down. Nadi, Shodhana, and Kapalabhati are breathing practices that help create better balance. But I do believe that they need an in-person teacher to support you. So I'll go back to mantra work just for this episode. And for for the Tejas, for the Pitta, and for a Pitta-dominant person, practicing an inquiry of who am I will always lead them back to only one answer. And that answer is, I am this. Over and over, just asking, who am I? And all the things will come out. All of these funny things will come out from Pitta types. And it is to just let it keep going around and around in a meditation practice for a long, long time. And it is a great salve for imbalances of a pitta nature because eventually coming to that conclusion, it has only come by kindness and compassion. For kapha, the inquiry is to remove tamas, so we're trying to remove the inert qualities of an imbalance. Strong mantras like the ghatri or ram 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 will really help to balance our ojas will really help to light us up and help us to find that internal cohesion, letting go of needing more and accepting that life is just an ebb and flow. Mantra is beautiful work. If you want to know more about it, just give me an email and just say hi. I really do love it when people contact me. Remember, as a favor to me personally, it would be wonderful if you could rate this podcast to help it move up into awareness of others about Ayurveda's simplicity. And you could go to the link in the show notes. And it's called I Love This Podcast. And you click on that on the device that you're using. And it will take you to exactly how you could actually rate and review this podcast for the device that you're on. It's a really cool link, actually. Those that have an Apple device, if you have an iPad... Listening to this, you just go into the little dots and go to the show and scroll to the very bottom. I know it takes a little while now because I've done a good few episodes. And there you find a way to rate it. And it's really fast. It's really easy. And you could always write just one word review. I'd really appreciate it. But anyway, time to go. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to chatting to you in the next episode.